There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. All aboard for Success Express, your business, career, and financial radio magazine. Hosted by Lisa Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio Success Express Business and Career Show uh, with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith. We are the mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Magazines. You can check them out at BigBlendMagazines.com. And in our Big Blend Radio and TV magazine, you'll often see articles and interviews from San Diego employment attorney Ward Heinrichs. And he's back on the show today to give us an update about what's going on with this California ABC independent contractor test plus there's this whole new thing called the ab5 the governor signing things it's just been this conversation that's been going on and action has been taken and things are changing in california business so i uh, really get to have him back on the show we're back on the show today to keep us up to date uh go read his articles just go to blendradioandtv.com you'll see his interviews there too uh, also go to his website that's the most important thing bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. Ward's also on Facebook and Twitter. So welcome back, Ward. How's it going? It's going really well. It's a beautiful day out in San Diego, like it almost always is. And I am really looking forward to talking to you about AB5 and the new legislation on the ABC test that the governor has signed. You know, we've always, we've been talking about it. Uh, and anticipating it, and you've interviewed me before on it, but now it's it's in black and white, so you really have some stuff to talk about. Yep. I still feel like we need to have the ABC blocks out, and I have the little different colors, but you know, I just go into child mode when I hear ABC test, and so let's start with that. <laughs> you know, right, Nancy? Oh, right. That's it. That's just, you know, that's where my brain goes. I'm like, I want to get my little building blocks out, but let's let's talk about the independent contractor test in the beginning what that was about and then get into what uh, the governor just signed. Yeah, gladly. Um, the, before the Dynamics case, which happened about a year and a half ago, that was a Supreme Court case in California that changed the test for independent contractor. But before that, there was what we call the Borello test, and it's an 11-factor test, and actually you can even add factors if the court will let you. And it was pretty amorphous, pretty complicated, um, left room to argue both ways. And, and then after the Supreme Court passed the Dynamics case, or didn't pass, found, had a holding in the Dynamics case, uh, the ABC test became the law at least for the wage order, so that's a limited uh, bit of California regulation, just uh, regulates overtime, meal periods, uh, minimum wage, things like that. Uh, so the ABC test became the law for that, and the ABC test is much simpler, 
and it's also designed to bring gig economy workers who are usually considered independent contractors or who, or who have been in most cases throughout the country, uh, bring them in and make them employees. Mm. And so once, once that happened, then the legislature this year said, hey, look, we should make it consistent throughout employment law in California. And they just passed the law, the governor just signed it, that does do that. It makes the ABC test um, applicable to almost every facet of employment law in California. Wow. Okay. So when you say that California, because oftentimes the employment law, sometimes you have San Diego, but not in the mountains. It has to be San Diego City proper versus California. So the, all of this means that this is right, everybody. This affects everyone. Yeah, this affects everyone. Okay. So hmm. before we were talking about like what happens if you're a web designer, then they could say you're actually an employer, an employee versus an, an uh, independent contractor. What about salespeople? So what you've got an article up and everyone, if you go to blendradioandtv.com, uh, just look at Ward um, in, in the expert department or type in AB5 or ABC, <laughs> type in your ABCs and you'll find these articles and you've got a new one talking about all these exemptions because that's what we were talking about. It's like if you're a band in a bar and you play there every Friday night, are you now an employee? So there's this big list of exemptions. So is it kind of a little bit more balanced than what we were thinking was going to happen? Yes, I think so. Uh, when you raise the issue of, well, could a band be um, a, an employee that plays in your bar every once in a while? And I told you about that case out on the East Coast where that was found that the, the band was considered to be an employee. Here, there is an exemption that might apply there. I mean, of course, we have to litigate and see whether it really will, but it's called the business to business exemption. And as long as you can meet all the requirements in that test, you have to be an independent business, you name your own hours, uh, name your own wages, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, then I think a band could be exempt under that um, exemption in, the, in AB5. What about people that are solo owners, like, you know, solopreneurs, and they kind of just go do all these little things and they just go, well, you know, make the check out to me. And they're like, who cares about, you know, a licensed business name because I do a bunch of different things. Are they going to be in trouble now? Well, I don't, well, the solopreneur could be in trouble if they don't have the right licenses and certificates. I mean, there's a business license in San Diego you're supposed to have, for instance. Uh, you know, the penalties for that are really small and they usually don't even enforce it. They just say, hey, pay pay the fee that you're originally supposed to pay. So that there, I don't think AB5 will affect that. That's whether the city's going to enforce it or not. But if you don't have the certificate and you're required to by the municipality, then that probably would kick that solopreneur out of an exemption and they really could be an employee because that's usually required under most of the exemptions. Wow. Okay. So this is, this is getting complex ward. <laughs> it no, is. it's not simple. It is not simple. There's this, a lot of you, uh, AB five right now is just a mass of pair of thick paragraphs. And it's not, um, the statute hasn't been 
organized in the normal statutory fashion. So it's really not easy to read. And even after it is reorganized, it's still going to have so many different little things that you got to really pay attention to mm. that before you can uh, qualify for an exemption. I mean, some of them are easy. Like, you know, if you're a lawyer and you're practicing law, yeah, you're probably exempt unless you're working for a big firm, then you're an employee. Um, oh. Wow. Yeah, okay, so what about realtors? Like, what if you're in real estate and you're a broker? Like a broker. No, there are exemptions for them. They just have to uh, be certified through the state, licensed through the state, and there may be a couple other things there. Uh, and uh, you see, it, <laughs> I'm not going to know all the little things that you need to do for each one of these exemptions. But certainly, you have to be licensed with the state. If you aren't licensed with the state, then you would be an employee. If you are licensed with the state, then you got to meet the other okay. requirements too. But you probably would. So That's real estate generally thing. is going to be exempt. No matter what you do. If you're a social media marketer, you probably need to go be licensed, get your get a business name, you know, go beyond the business card. Well, <laughs> there is. Uh, well, no, no, no. You're 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 essentially right. Um, there is a professional exemption. So there are. Uh, let's see, B through H. I think that's seven generalized exemptions. I. I should have counted it up before we started here, but I think that's seven. And one of them is called professional. Well, it's, it's for professional services. And then under that exemption, you know, paragraphs down, <laughs> it <laughs> defines what a professional service is, and it lists um, like another seven or eight professions that could be, uh, that would be exempt under this, very specific, like marketing. So, if you're the type of marketer you were talking about, a multimedia marketer or whatever, then you could be exempt under that if you meet the other requirements of this exemption. Wow. So, okay, you, so you could be. Go ahead, Nancy. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, if you're independent and you have several different clients, say you, you do marketing and you have several different clients, doesn't the fact that you have several different clients tell the state that you are not an employee? Not necessarily. You'd, you'd have to fit into one of these exemptions. So again, let's talk about marketer. I can just read it to you. And I'm going to have to probably read a lot of this stuff to you today. Um, it says professional services means services that meet any, any of the following. Marketing, provided that the contracted work is original and creative in character and the result of which depends primarily on invention imagination or talent of the employee or work that is an essential part of or necessarily incidental to any of the contracted work. So I'm, that's a gobbledygook stuff, right? But yeah. what I'm saying is it's, they, they got to be creative. They can't just you know, um, be punching, uh, doing simple clerical work that is under the marketing umbrella. Wow. Oh, okay. Like filling out order forms or something. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Order forms or maybe even posting stuff online, just posting. I mean, is that really imaginative, inventive, or talent? Are you Who writing knows? the content behind it? Yeah, it's, it's that. that it, it's interesting going through this list of those working as qualified professionals. You're okay if you're a cartoonist for a newspaper. Now, is that just so well, that now, the politicians well, 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 can, can have like a nice cartoon of them? I'm sorry, but I just had to do that. Freelance. <laughs> um, a cartoonist right, freelance. can be, they can be freelance, but they can't 
do 35, more than 35 projects for the same agency. If they do 36, then they're an employee. Oh or the, my excuse God. me, not that not that they're an employee. They they uh, the employer has to prove they're an employee under the ABC test, which, as we have stated in other interviews, that could be really hard to do. Okay, what happens if you sell them a package saying, "I'll give you thirty-five for this amount, seventy for this amount, <laughs> seventy cartoons"? For oh, this I don't amount. think that in the same year. I don't think that'll work. Oh, uh, that's and I think it's yearly, but boy, it might be just thirty-five total again. Let's see. Yeah, it's per year. It's thirty-five per year. So then I'm, go, I, I'm scrolling through the, the the statute when as we're talking, and I'm, I'm just trying to pick up some of this the specific stuff because there's so much specific stuff. It would really be hard to know all this stuff on the top of your head. You'd have to work with it all the time. Yeah. And and so every time someone says says to me, "Well, I think I'm a graphic designer," I go, "Okay, maybe you are, but do you meet these things?" <laughs> so, oh my God! So this is going to be like a whole ordeal when freelancers go out and try to bid for a, a contract, and it's going to be like, "Here's here's your red tape to go through for ten years before you can even be thought of." You know what I mean? Like, if you want to do a website, we need to make sure you're not an employee. You know what I mean? I think companies are going to get, you know, and it's interesting because companies got to this point of. Oh, people want to work from home. They want to be, you know, we're in a mobile exactly. digital nomad society. It's cost effective for them. Uh, people like it, especially if you're a mom working at home. And now there's this interesting thing here. Well, I think a website designer, and you've uh, mentioned that a couple of times, is mm -hmm. probably a professional marketer. Yeah. And mm -hmm. probably because, you know, there's some creativity to that and uh, invention and talent. I mean, they know how to do it. Not everyone knows how to do it. So I would guess that most web designers who have a cadre of clients are going to be independent contractors. Yeah. Okay. So you're okay but on if, that. There's so many companies. Who, yeah. There's so many companies who have an IT department and one of those employees is the web person. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of companies that do that, but then there's a whole lot that have, independent contractors do their websites for them. Yeah, my web guy's an independent contractor. He has multiple clients. I I'm really feel confident that he would be exempt under this. Um, but yeah, you can bring him in-house and make him employees. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah it's, up, it's up to the both, both sides of what they want to do. I know PR people that um, left big, big publishing houses or big, you know, big companies because they do that. Let's clear the house every few years. Uh, somebody new is in town. That's that's it, and off they go on their own, and they do steal the clients. <laughs> Just saying, I know you out there, and um, and then they're off and running on their own. Whereas sometimes you have independence, and next thing you know, they go to the big publish. You know what I mean? It's like they've been working with them for a long time. I know one in specific. I can't name names here because you never know. <laughs> they're not mm. in California, but. Um, Oh, that would be interesting if they're in, in California, but they're one, one of their main clients, you know, she was doing it as independent and this is a giant organization he's with and he's a big public dude and I just got to, I'm in big national TV, all that stuff. And all of a sudden she's working for the organization because that's her main client because it's like nonstop. That's all he does is he's a spokesperson. And um, I wonder if it, I always wondered about that. I was like, well, that's an interesting change. 
you know, and I don't get into people's business, but I'm wondering, is it because of these new laws that she went, just said, okay, that's it, I'm going to work for you? Um, I would, I, I don't know, how long ago did that happen? Um, holidays of this, uh, yeah, about a year ago, just in the new year of this year. So, I mean, that's a year ago. But they're in two different states, right? And and he travels the country, travels all over doing, you know, media stuff. Yeah, my guess on that one would be it would became advantageous to both parties to bring her in. Yeah. It was probably market driven and not legally driven. Okay. But you will see changes in the market because of this law. That will certainly happen. And you could still work from home, right? Because they, they're fine with that if you're, you know, digital at home. You can still do that and be employed. You just, you know, there's software like, hey, I'm checking in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, certainly can. I mean, we've even talked about being uh, at-home employees before, and there are all sorts of different issues that, that can raise. But it's certainly possible, and more and more it's happening. So, yes, that's a possibility. Mm, now, Reading this list again, this is some, I'm going to go right to number 13. Certified <laughs> okay. motor club. Come on. Like I've got a Ferrari club. So I'm now, I'm in. I, what? Yeah, interesting. I hadn't thought of that. I, I really thought of AAA. Oh. They're trying to exempt AAA. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I thought, I thought it was like, hey, you know, your work, because there's oh, vintage car club. Yeah, I went right to the classic cars and stuff. Maybe it's from what we do in the magazine. We're always like, hey, mm -hmm. there's a car show. Check it out. You know. Um, so, yeah. So, I was wondering about that because that's interesting. But maybe it is. Like well, that, just, that doesn't mean that maybe they, uh, a small club could possibly be certified and uh, be exempt under this. So, I don't know. I, you know, I, it's we, weird. Yeah, we'd have to see how that works i don't know enough about the certification process for motor clubs to know yeah but yeah i'm really sure that that was directed toward AAA. I gotta tell you i think when i looked at this oh yeah the triple because they what they're saying is triple a if they have uh service vendors who they have on contract uh, those people won't be their employees because mm. they, they can just send them out and have them work for their clients right. and they get the exemption. Mm. Like the auto club, when you call them, they don't have a garage with all these guys in it to send out. They have people <laughs> all over the country that are independent right. people that just come right. back to, okay, I'll pick up this one, you know, because it's close by my house. <laughs> well, I like that. Right, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And then you go from cars to boats, because if you're a commercial fisherman, you may have your own boat, but it must be an American vessel. You must buy it in this country. It cannot come from yeah. another place. <laughs> like, I have a Toyota, I, and half the parts are from Mexico and Japan, so I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> it's the same. So, but, but this is about the fisherman being, like, really from, you know, his neck of the, of the ocean. Right, it's, and a lot of that's for work comp on boats. Um, when you know, you, in San Diego, we have lots of boats that go out and fish, uh, commercial boats. Mm -hmm. And oh, we used to actually that industry shrunk dramatically. It used to be a huge industry in San Diego, but for various reasons, it shrunk. But there's still some that do that. And 
you know, they go all over the world and fish. So how do we take care of them? And I think this is directed at that, you know, if they've got the license then they're uh, not, they can be exempt is the idea from the ABC test. Okay. Oh, the other one that you were talking about recognized professions like lawyer, architect, a private investigator. So dog, the bounty hunter, Nancy, he's, he's, he's exempt. (laughs) Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's R-R-E-A-F dot com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit R-R-E-A-F dot com backslash investor. There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Hey, he used to stay in the hotel here that we're at in, the, in Yuma. <laughs> the dog, the bounty hunter, so he could jump over the border. <laughs> but it's true. Yes, dog in California is probably exempt from the ABC test. And, now that and, doesn't mean. Now let, let me make oh. something clear, though. I keep saying the ABC test. Usually, well, in all of these, they say, well, yeah, you're exempt from the ABC test, but that doesn't mean you're still not an independent contractor under some other test. And most often, they cite to the Borella uh, case, which is where we started all this, is the eleven factor test. Um, so that will still apply. So the old law will still apply in these exemption cases or maybe some other law that they've pointed to specifically in the statute. Oh, wow. So if when you're talking about like a entertainment person, I'm not putting dog in there because I won't, but anyway, that's the when bad you're talking about, <laughs> yeah, actors and actresses usually have an agent that goes and gets them the jobs. And so they might work on a two year movie. Does that make them an employee of the studio? Well, it does say that there's an exemption for fine artists. So I don't know how they are are defining fine artists, but I'm going to assume that an actor probably qualifies. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because even like, you know, we interview artists that will be in a residency for a month in parks and things like that. Painter, filmmakers, singers, actors, all of that, playwrights. And I was just thinking that I'm like, if they're there for a full month, that's kind of an interesting, but you're, and they get a stipend, right? A lot of times. Yeah, but it doesn't come from the park. The stipend comes from, from the nonprofit. Multiple sources giving to the nonprofit who then pays the artist. So that's an interesting thing. They're not in California. (laughs) I know wait no wait Death Valley wait (laughs) I'm just saying but there's you know that I wonder about that kind of thing that's an interesting but then you're only there for one month and then you're gone so then that wouldn't be because it's temporary still well let's say there was an exemption for fine artists then I would say well maybe they are employees they're you know devoting a month of their time full time um, to this 
whatever it is, movie, whatever they're doing. And then uh, if there isn't this fine art ex exemption, then the ABC test, I would say, wow, sounds like it really might apply unless you can yeah. find some other exemption. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. This is really interesting, just how all of this works. So the salesperson, the direct salesperson, I find this interesting because there are people who are, they are just brilliant salespeople. They sell for multiple companies. Um, even when you think of like even insurance, right? There's insurance brokers who will go find you the best deal, that kind of thing. And a lot of times they will go and work with a big company or, you know, a small business. They'll go in and be like their, their dude. You know, there's, that happens in the tourism industry. There's people that specialize in booking hotel rooms for hotels. So that's a yeah. yeah. Now, you, know, you you touched on two two potentially separate things. Um, you, you did touch on insurance. Now there is an exemption for licensed insurance agents, mm -hmm. and so they probably wouldn't be subject to the ABC test. Again, they could be subject. They could still be independent contractors, depending on how they run their business, uh, under the Borello factors. Uh, but you're also talking a lot about direct sales, and they uh, can be exempt too. Um, and, and I think if they're working in the in the manner that you're talking about, that that sounds like a strong possibility. I, mm -hmm. They're not working for one company; they're working for multiple companies. They have contracts with all these companies. That they get, you know, paid per head or whatever it is per widget. Um, then I'm there's at least room to argue that they are exempt. Put it that way. Oh, wow. If you ran a, a shopping cart and you just had all these different products from all these different people, and you're just like one of the many people who do that kind of business. Marketers, uh, online marketers. Yeah, yeah, you're just, you know, but you take in the money. I don't know if you're buying the product and selling it or if you're taking the money in. And yeah, you know, um, you know <laughs> maybe, maybe I can look that one up while we're just sitting here a little mm -hmm. bit because I know that there are other... Um, requirements for that. Now, can I find that? Oh yeah, because the, because the companies that they're getting the products from, wow, like that affiliate marketing and stuff like that. If they're getting company products, like there's people who do that through Amazon and yeah, and I'm thinking they probably don't operate on enough of a sales basis. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the way we think of a direct salesperson uh, to qualify, but I could be wrong on that, and that's. When I'm trying to see if I can quickly find something. Yeah, on there's that, a but. lot of people. It's going to be more on the affiliate marketers. That's going to be online mark the marketing side. So long as they work with different people, you know. Okay, that's true. I found it. A direct salesperson or direct sales salesperson as described in Section 650 of the Unemployment Insurance Code. So that starts talking about. Um, when you go to make an uh, uh, an unemployment claim that you were going to look at that code section to see if they are defined, how, how you define salesperson. So that's going to define it. So long as the conditions for exclusion from employment under that section are met. So they have to meet the exclusion um, factors under section 650 of the unemployment insurance code. And that, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of those where it doesn't default to Borello. It defaults to the unemployment insurance code. Wow. So all these different, these, this is intense, man. Who does get 
who is not exempt? I mean, who, who really needs to be worried? Most gig workers, unless they fall into an exemption, and they might. So these exemptions will cover some of those gig workers. But the idea behind the legislation and behind um, Dynamics, the original ABC test that the Supreme Court introduced us to, um, was, in my opinion, and uh, you know, there have been other legal people who've said the same thing, that it was really directed toward getting Uber and Lyft workers right. qualified as employees because Uber and Lyft, they still say they are not employees or independent contractors. We're just a platform that gets people who want rides together with people who provide rides. Right. And I think that's really tough. We'll see where that goes. The other thing about Uber and Lyft is they, they and there's a third um, company that uh, works in the gig economy with independent contracts. I'm not remembering who it is. But anyway, those, those three said they're going to put up $90 million to put a referendum on the next ballot to qualify a referendum next ballot to get exempt. So we'll see where that goes. Well, it's kind of almost similar, but not like the direct sales thing we were talking about with the online salespeople. They're doing direct sales online with other companies' products, right? The only difference is these people are physically doing a service and driving. But yeah, they're not marketing. salespeople. Well, yeah. no, Uber and Lyft do the marketing. I mean, yeah, these, yeah, these, these guys aren't marketing. Yeah, they're See, not but, in marketing. But marketing is a service. See, it's kind of interesting. Like, it's just an interesting. Well, marketing is a service. Now, marketing's exempt under a different code section, under the professional services code section. Um, I'm just disagreeing with the laws, all like because I know well, so much. <laughs> no, I'm just seeing that you could, like, they could say, "Listen, this is an online app thing. This is the world we're in now." So, hey, we're gonna have this person that direct sales. He's he's selling stuff on his website. All these products that from different companies, he's exempt because it's direct sales, it's marketing, it's online. Marketing is a service. He's selling those products, getting a cut kickback, right? Or a percentage, commission, whatever you commission. want to. Oh, but yeah, you can't sure. even say it's commission. They don't even say commission because that means more like you're being, you know. So then what's the difference in a way? This is an online app. Hey, here, I'm going to take this. It is a job. It's a service. They're both service oriented in a weird mm -hmm. way. That's right. all I'm saying. There is a slight line of similarity that if I was Uber, I'd use that a little bit, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer at all, but I'm just going, there's a similarity because yeah. they're both in services <laughs> and both have a choice of whether or not to sell that product and whether and work with that company or whether or not to take that, that drive gig, you know? interesting that's all i'm saying okay fair enough i yeah I, I, <laughs> all right i don't think they're going to qualify as direct sales people though i just gotta no, tell you that no i'm just saying there's a similarity and why did they, they look at the two it's just an interesting thing you know and i don't think they're going to look at uber as a certified oh, well, maybe maybe what you're really complaining about and i think this is a real fair complaint is why do you exempt this this group and not this other group exactly because yeah. they're both service if you look at it that way they're both oh, online yeah. you know that is just so political and if you had a good lobby <laughs> you had a much better chance of getting an exemption uh, Uber and Lyft were kind of under the gun because they'd lost some cases already under the Borello. 
And this was, and they were meeting with unions and trying to get a union agreement that would exempt them from this, but they would provide certain, you know, quote unquote, employment um, uh, benefits. um, But they, they would only provide them if the union agreed that they should be exempt and they'd get the union to go on their behalf before the legislature and lobby the legislature for that exemption um, as long as they were providing these benefits and they probably put that right into the statute if they had convinced the unions to do that but the union said no after you know lots of negotiation i mean it went on all summer um they said no we're we're just not going to do that for you uber uh, we think that these people need to be employees that became their bottom line mm. and so they didn't get their exemption and now i think they're going to go directly to the people in a referendum but well, how, you know, the, the whole purpose of the union is to protect employees. So how does a company that says it has no employees go get a union to protect non-employees? Well, <laughs> it was unusual because, yeah, Uber was saying, hey, union, we'll work with you and we'll provide some of the benefits that unions negotiate for their uh, union members. But we want to be excluded from the a- ABC test, the AB5, the ABC test under AB5. And that is really kind of weird. It is. And it, bottom line, it wasn't bought. So, yeah, wow. I, I could see where unions would be afraid to even touch it because it, in a sense, would compromise that they're even a union. Yep. Then, absolutely. Wow. I think yeah. that's why they backed out of it. They said, "Well, we're, you yeah. know, that's not we're not in the business of doing that. We're in the business of protecting employees. We think they're employees. We'll get them to unionize anyway. So, yeah. and we don't want to look bad." So yeah, I think you're right. I think, it would, I think it'd be really damaging to a union to do that. I mean, the, the, and there's union fees. So you're going to tell someone who's not an employee to pay a fee? I don't mm. think so. Oh. You no, know, it, it was an odd pair of bedfellows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is interesting. So at the same time, you've got this long list of exemptions that are very interesting. I mean, from cartoon newspaper people to motor clubs you know it's interesting so i think this isn't done yet because it's kind of it's something new and then it's going to you know end up in it's going to end up back in court right in some way with half of these exemptions i you 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 know i think you've hit on something i don't think the major litigation is going to be about how to apply the abc test of course we're going to have some no, no doubt about it but I think probably more of the litigation is going to be about how to apply these exemptions. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right on that. Yeah. Wow. Listen, everybody, don't forget to tip your pizza delivery person. <laughs> Just <laughs> pizza delivery people. Yeah, be nice to them. And they are, they, they are employed because that, that's also part of the Uber thing, right? If you're a food delivery, like what about these food delivery companies? That's kind of a new thing too, where. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you know, I think that was the third, um, I don't remember the name of it, but I think that was the third company that went in league with Uber and Lyft uh, to put up 90 million bucks. I'm, wow. I'm pretty sure it was one of those companies. Wow. What about Amazon delivery people? Cause they have their, yeah, they're. Well, they're, they're employees anyway. I mean, Amazon yeah. is always treated, as, as far as I know. Um, I've never heard of an independent contractor case with Amazon. Amazon has their drivers who are employees. But the the people who package the goods up are always asking for minimum wage. So I'm always wondering how come they're not paying minimum wage. 
Oh, oh that's interesting. Yeah, if they're an employee, you got to pay minimum wage. Yeah, so that's I, what I, I don't know about that. It might yeah, be a different state. Yeah, the minimum wage for and it, the drivers are okay, but the people who are packing the books into the boxes are the ones who are always complaining that I've read. Is that like hmm. current? Is that current, Nancy? Or yeah, about two three months ago. Yeah. Wow. They, yeah. Ward, go get him. <laughs> yeah. If if you work for Amazon and you pack books, give me a call. I know. In in California, okay? Because Ward, you'll yeah. go anywhere in California, right? San Francisco, all of that. the right book in the right box. Thank you. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So anyway, Ward, always good to have you on the show and uh, keeping us all informed on, on this. It's like a spider web of like, what? But um. It's, it's complicated. It's complicated, it is complicated, but it's there and it's important. Everyone, again, that list that Ward's talking about is up on blendradioandtv.com. It'll be in the upcoming issue of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine as well. And of course, I got questions. Call Ward, 1-800-CALL-WARD. <laughs> I just want to say no. The, the, go to his website. His website is bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. That's the best place to reach out with him. He's also on Twitter and Facebook, and you can keep up with him there. And we want to thank everyone for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. Our shows air Sunday through Friday now, so uh, they go live every single day except for Saturday, and you never know what's going to happen there. So keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. You can listen as they go live. Our interviews go live on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and then from there you can catch them on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Listen Notes, CastBox, um, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch. Blah, so blah, blah. Go to bigblendradio.com. And, of course, we always want to play music, so I think with this – I just want to do it at least because of the title. It's called Hey, Hey, California. <laughs> hey, what the heck, man? This is always changing up over there. So Hey, Hey, California from amazing, cool dudes, uh, Everett Coast. Uh, great acoustic duo. You can keep up with them at everettcoast.com. But here it is. Hey, Hey, California. Thanks so much, Ward. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Hoping you know how far I would go for your love You think you've seen it all before Or I'm gonna show you that I can outgrow you, darling You leave me wanting more But now I'm far, far away in East Tennessee I just need another drink in front of me It's been a long damn ride across the country and it'll be a long damn time till I come home I'm plucking petals off of flowers It's been eight months, three days, two hours Every moment I miss you more But baby, when I get home I know we'll pick up where we left off And this show I'm living in will come to a close Till I'm back out on the road But now I'm far, far away in East Tennessee I just need another drink in front of me It's been a long damn ride across the country And it'll be a long damn time till I come home
thing on my mind is I sing Hey, hey, California Counting, counting lines and street signs Anything to pass the time as I sing Hey, hey, California Hey, hey, California But now I'm going for ways, Tennessee I just need another drink in front of me It's been a long damn ride across the country Another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another $400. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.